0: Welcome to Prime Views Bible Study. I hope you guys are ready to dig into the Word of the Lord. I'm excited about it. It's my favorite thing to do. And we are always better when we come together and study the Word of God together. So tonight, we're going to be talking about my favorite subject, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of course. We're going to be talking about Jesus paid it all. I love being reminded that Jesus paid it all for us. So we're going to go through it a little bit tonight. You guys remember that old hymn? Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, He washed it white as snow. That's been on my heart all week long as I've been looking as I've been preparing this Bible study. I'm, like, I don't even know how old that is. It's far beyond my time, but the words ring so true, and it's such a good feeling to know that in His eyes we are white as snow. So let's get into the Word of God and how can we talk about Jesus pain it all without talking about the most popular scripture on planet Earth, John. 3:16 I almost left this out of the Bible study tonight and then I realized that would be an injustice so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read it first for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life this we see it everywhere we see it at football games. We see it in the background of sports and all kinds of things because it's a constant reminder of the most important thing that God did on this earth. The most important thing that He's done for humanity is send His only Son to die and to pay for it all so we can stand in His presence as His holy people. So let's look at the book of Micah chapter 7 verses 15 through 20 in the New King James. as in the days when you came out of the land of Egypt, I will show them wonders. and Micah's talking about the coming of Christ and the coming of the kingdom and what we're going to receive as children of God. How you doing? And he says that like in the days when they came out of the land of Egypt, I will show them wonders. The nations shall see and be ashamed of all their might. They shall put their hand over their mouth and their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall crawl from their holes like snakes on the earth and they shall be afraid Of the Lord our God, and shall fear because of you. You. Prodding iniquities and passing over the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. He does not remain. Wait a minute, did I pass? Because of you. You. So it's talking about God. Pardoning the iniquities and passing over the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. That is what John 3.16 is talking about. God passing over our iniquities and the transgressions, the things that we've done in our life that we've wished we haven't done. And God being able to overlook that in our life and still see the good inside of us and still love the person that he created. He does not remain in his anger forever. Because he delights in mercy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Before the world began, he had a plan. Always when he knew man was going to fall, but I'm going to love them in the middle of them falling. I'm I'm not going to stay angry with them. But I'm going to make a way to bring them back into my good graces. So that I can delight in in the mercy that i have in mankind he will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea my mom used to tell me that all the time like he cast all of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and that i was always taught that as a child growing up I don't know if that caused me to do more bad. I hope not. <laughs> Took God, that fixed those. But it was a comforting feeling knowing. Because as a child, I, don't, I know, we look back on our mistakes and we know that I didn't, I didn't want to hurt my brother. I didn't want to cause that. And as a child, I would always reflect, like, why, why did I do that? Why did I get myself in this trouble? Like, I, didn't, I wasn't really wanting to be mean to my mom. I love my mom. But here I am talking back. And there was always that, well now how am I going to fix this problem? And my mom would always reassure me. He throws our, our sin into the sea of forgetfulness, Dan. If you're willing to turn to Christ and tell Him you're sorry and you've realized what you did was wrong and you're willing to forgive or to repent, then He's willing and faithful to forgive. That's why... He paid it all so that he could throw our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Give them, uh uh-oh, you will give truth to Jacob. On my screen, I can't read the top of that. You will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. There's a reason why we teach the promises of the Word of God. These are what we're going to receive in the future. The promises from the days of old are what we're going to receive. Right here in Micah, the days of old, he's talking about God throwing sins into the sea of forgetfulness before Christ came and paid it all. Because he was promising what was going to happen, what was going to come. So the promises for Abraham are the promises for us. They're the promises we should be walking in today because of everything that Jesus paid for. At my Thursday night Bible study, I'm doing a series on what is still on the cross. And I'm going through the curses in the Old Testament. And I'm showing that these are things that no longer should be a part of our life. These are things that Christ paid for so that we don't have to carry it around with us. We have to leave things where they belong. If Christ paid for it, and it should be on that cross, then I shouldn't be bearing it. I shouldn't be continuing it. I shouldn't be living in this. That's where giving up sin and letting letting things go in our life, it's putting it back on the cross. I I used to be a liar. Now it's nailed to the cross. I'm not taking that back off of that. I'm not going to continue to walk in that. It's there, because that's where it belongs. And a beautiful representation of this is Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday at work, and I was telling him about doing great things for God and being a part of the kingdom. And he was like, ah... All that is, is rules, and I don't want anything to do with that. And I, this is what I thought. No, there are a lot of benefits. <laughs> Living for God is not about rules. It's about reaping the rewards that Christ paid for. He paid so that I can have freedom. He paid so that I don't have to walk in sin. He paid so that I can have clarity of mind, so that I can approach the throne room and know that my prayers are going to be answered. He pra- he par- he, those are the benefits that we get from being in the body of Christ and being a believer and a child of God who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. That's another thing that Jesus paid for. He paid for our sicknesses. He paid for our diseases. And we battle... Some of the number one causers of disease and sickness is stress and anxiety. These, these bring about sicknesses and diseases in our life. But stress and anxiety were paid for. Sickness and disease were paid for. And if we can leave those on the cross that Christ already paid for, we have the ability to walk in this promise and be healed of all diseases. Who remains your life? Who redeems your life from destruction? Oh my goodness, how many lives have we watched be destroyed because they didn't give it to Jesus? But Jesus paid for us to have a life that's not filled with destruction. He paid, He died on a cross and paid so that we could have a life that's order in His kingdom. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Loving kindness and tender mercies are things that we get because of that sacrifice He made on the cross. We don't live a life of love because we choose to. We live a life of love because of what was displayed for us in John 3.16. We love because He first loved us. This loving kindness and this tender mercies that we, that we live in and we show to the world around us are all bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. And what He did at the cross. He satisfies your mouth with the good things. So that your teeth is renewed like... So that your Your teeth... Your teeth will not be renewed. Sometimes they fall out. We need false teeth. But so your youth is renewed like the eagles. I have to remind myself of that. Sometimes we get wore out and God paid... For us to have strength. The Lord is my strength. He gives me my strength. So He paid for that at the cross. So I have the ability to have strength like the youth. To do the things that God's called me to do. It's not my own burden to carry these struggles. i got to remember. I'm yoked with Jesus. And He is my source of strength. So He renews that in us. Like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness. And justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses. He acts his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. I'm so glad that that is the character of my God. So many times I feel like, man, I'm bugging God. I'm coming back to Him again and again with the same problems and the same situation. Lord, I need you to help me with this. But where we get annoyed when people come to us over and over for the same thing, and we can find ourselves angry and frustrated because we're having to continually help this person in need, thank God He's not that way. He's slow to His anger. He's long-suffering. He knows how to deal with us time and time and time again. And He enjoys it because He's a God who loves being a part of our life. Abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us. Nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. That is our sins. We deserve so much worse than God gives us. How are we going to have prison ministries if we don't understand this concept? How are we going to tell people who look like they've gone too far that God paid for it? if we don't understand this concept. He does not deal with us according to what we deserve. His mercy is greater than that. He paid because He knows that on a cross so that I can have a relationship with them. So I'm not going to punish them the way they deserve because I'd rather have a relationship with them. So I'm going to send my son to pay for all of that so that way you can stand before me white as snow nor punish us according to our iniquities. Friends, are high above the earth, so great towards those who fear Him. And that's a healthy fear. That's a standing in awe. That's a paying close attention to His ways and to His commands and trying to follow them. When we do that, His mercy is great towards us. The flaws that we that we make in our life, he can easily cover up because of what he's already done. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. My mom, she always, and as far as the east is from the west, as long as you repent, Not just, yeah, God, I'm sorry. But as long as you open-heartedly go to God and let Him know, God, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. I don't want that to be a part of me. He can remove that as far as the East is from the West from your life. Another great thing that I hold on to, that I tell people when I see them have trouble, when I see them fail, and they're like, man, I messed up. I don't know how I'm going to come back to church. I don't know how I can show my face around there again. Remember... He removed it as far as the east is from the west. He's forgiven you. And we as a church have to continue to offer that forgiveness to the people around us. We have to remember that they they may have really made me mad last Sunday. Maybe what they did was very ungodly. But Jesus paid for all of that. So I have to be willing as well to put that as far as the east is from the west. Yeah, I I know He shouldn't have done that. I know He he stole money from me. He hurt me. He hurt people around me. But you know what? That also was paid for by what Christ did at the cross. So I, if God's not going to remember it, if God's going to toss it into the sea of forgetfulness, if He's going to remove it as far from the east as the west, then He's going to have a hard time understanding why I'm still upset about something He don't remember anymore. He's, when I come to him and say, Well, God, so-and-so, well, I forgot it because I paid for it on the cross. I put my blood over it, I covered that situation. You have to be willing to accept that God doesn't hold people accountable for the sins that they've done. We just read that. He doesn't he doesn't punish us according to our sins. As long as we're willing to seek repentance and we're and we're willing to turn our hearts towards Him and walk in His ways and have a healthy fear of the Lord. For as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him. That is a powerful statement. I've realized that more in my life. Instead of getting angry with people who are not doing God's will in their life, I'm starting to look at them with pity. I told a joke in my other one. I feel like Mr. T. I pity the fool. <laughs> I pity the fool who don't live for Jesus. <laughs> what is the? Tr- I don't, I'm not angry with you. You're missing out. There's some blessings in this life. There are, There are good things that God wants to do in your life if you would just turn it over to Him. If you'll just repent and lay it at His feet, He will will be the God that you've always been looking for. But we've we've got to understand that concept because we pity those who don't understand that. I pity the people when I see what they're going through in their life and I know all along, Jesus already paid for all of that. You don't have to continue in that because He paid for it. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be sinning because He took care of it. I feel bad for you. Because if you just knew what He already paid for, you'd let Him have it. And then you could live in the grace and the peace that He also paid for for us to live in. So the Lord pities those seek Him first and become a child of Him. Those who are our frame. He knows what we're made up of. And He remembers that we are dust. He looks at us and He sees these are simple human beings. They've been led away astray. They they messed up back in the garden. That, that serpent tricked them a long time ago. And I understand. But if you'll turn towards me, you'll fear me, you'll repent and walk in my ways, I make better. Because I sent my son. I paid the price. I made a way so that we can all be redeemed and stand before him white as snow. For as for men, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place remains no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commands to do them. These are the everlasting promises. We will live in in his graces, in his favor. If we will fear him, we will keep his covenant. We'll remember his commandments and we will do what God tells us to do. We'll be led by the Spirit in New Testament talk. As for men, his... Oh, let's go to the next one. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him. Next slide. The Lord has established His throne in heaven and His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you, His angels, who excel in strength, will do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Even the angels bless Him for His greatness. How much more should man, how much more we the redeemed should praise God for His mercy. If the angels understand how great that sacrifice was, how much more should we, when it was literally to pay for our sins? We should acknowledge the great price that God has paid for us. That's the encouragement we need to continue in His ways and do His will. Heeding the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all you His hosts. You ministers of His who do His pleasure, bless the Lord all His works in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Everything that has seen what God has done for mankind will praise Him. That's what Jesus meant when He said, the rocks will cry out if you don't. Everything on earth that realizes the price that he paid and even more us human beings should acknowledge that let's go to Colossians chapter 2 for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized hallelujah so we talked about repentance now we're going to get into baptism baptism is our way of uniting with what Christ did We were buried with Him when we were baptized. And with Him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So not only did Christ pay for us to not have sin in our life and to not be affected by the curses, but He was raised to a new life. He also paid for us to live a new life. To walk in the grace and the mercy and the blessings of the Lord. That's what walking in the new life. Being dead to the old ways and alive to the Spirit. Verse number 13. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature that was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins he canceled the record of the charges against us took it away by nailing it to the cross all our sins he canceled the written record there is no more record of what you've done that every single day of your life and how bad it is once you've dunked it underneath the blood Once you've been baptized with Christ and you've been raised to a new life and you're walking in repentance, there is no record against you. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You've got an eternity promised to you that you will spend with Jesus forever in His kingdom all because of what He did that one day on the cross. All because of what He paid for. But we've got to remember to leave it there. We've got to remember to leave our sins nailed to that cross. He did it. He nailed it to it. We have a tendency of going back and ripping it back down and dabbling in it more in our life. We don't realize the freedom that Christ paid for. He paid so that we don't have to. It's not that people get to do certain sins. It's that they are stuck in those places where they shouldn't be because Christ didn't call them that. And they all leads to death and destruction in the end. But that's what Christ paid for so we could have everlasting life. Walking in sin is dying every single day. Living for Christ is everlasting life. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly By His victory over them on the cross. He publicly shamed Him. You know why the devil does not like... what he did on the cross, this is why, because it's a shame. You know why the devil keeps trying to remind people all the time of what they did that was wrong? It's because he knows Christ already paid for it. And every time it publicly shames him that he can't remind Jesus of all the bad you've done because God has cast it all as far as the east is from the west. It's a public shaming over and over and over. When the devil reminds me of the things I've done in my life, I publicly shame him again. I go, oh yeah, devil, you're right, I did do all that. And then God cleansed me of all unrighteousness. And then God sent His Son so that I could have eternal life. He's thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. He's not going to remember it ever again. And now I can boldly approach the throne. And I can pray and have my prayers answered. And I can walk in this beautiful relationship relationship with God and devil it doesn't matter if you remember everything I've ever done because he doesn't he is a God who is full of mercy and love. don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or for new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. these these are we're not going to let people condemn us for the things that we've done we're not going to continue to live under the condemnation of the things that we've already done when we know that we've repented and Jesus paid it all. I no longer have to carry that condemnation. I want, that's something I can leave on the cross as well. Condemnation belongs on that cross because that's the curse was hung on the cross. And the curse of condemnation should stay there. I'm free to walk in the victory that He paid for. I'm free to walk in in the love and mercy. And I'm free to show that same love, mercy, and acceptance to everybody I come in contact with. Despite the bad things they've done. Despite the way that they're living right now. Despite the sin that they have in their life right now. Because I know that God paid for all of it. Not just what they've already done, for what they're doing. For what they're in the process of doing. So I can go to them freely and tell them, Hey... You don't have to live this way no more. You've already, you've already had a victory that you don't even know about. You've already been paid for the, the salvation and the, the escape from slavery that you're living in. But you've got to, we've got it. that's why we've got we've to speak John 3.16. <laughs> we've got to put signs in football fields. We've got to let the world know that He loves you so much that He sent His only Son to pay for everything. So that everyone has a right to come into this kingdom. Everybody has a right to be a part of his church and have a relationship with God. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. The rules of the Bible. People go, oh, it's just all rules. and I can't go to church because it's just, don't do this, don't do that. It's just all the rules. Those are not the church. Those are the shadows of the reality, guys. The rules and the don't do this and all. All of that is the shadow of what Christ paid for. The reality of what living for Christ is all about resides in Him. He is that reality. And that reality is living in freedom and living a life of repentance and a life of baptism where the old is gone and the new is what I'm walking in. That's the reality. So I don't look at the shadow. I don't don't worry about the shadow. I worry about the, the real. I worry about what's really going on. I'm not worried about the rules of the Bible. I'm worried about pleasing God. I'm worried about walking in His ways. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to repent every single day to make sure that I'm standing where I need to be in God's kingdom and that I'm covered in the blood. But I'm going to know that what He paid for a long time ago was enough for us today. What He did back on that cross gives me the ability to continue in His ways today. John 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Next slide, please. And God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through him the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone so again here we're going right at John 3:16 we're going right he's like in the beginning you know God sent his only begotten son here we go everything was created through him he knew from the beginning and then verse 5 it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. What God has shined into will never be extinguished. What God decided to do when He created in the beginning was the Word. He saw the darkness on earth. We know it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was darkness and void. He knew that this place is not good. And God's Spirit hovered in that darkness and it shined in the darkness. And God created light and said, this is good. The darkness of this world can never overcome the light. What God did shines through till today. Him sending His Son as an example of His love will never be extinguished. I don't care how much darkness is in this earth. It can never extinguish the love that God showed in John 3.16. When God paid it all. No light can ever be put out by darkness. It's darkness that flees when it sees God's light. Let's go to Galatians 6 verses 1-9. through 9. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on to the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. So if another brother or sister is overcome by sin, Should we thank him? We can't help him. He's done. He's making bad decisions. He doesn't want to live for God. He doesn't like that. It says we should godly, we should gently and humbly help that person back to the right path. We should come along beside them and let them know what all Jesus paid for. You don't have to continue in this. You can walk in the freedom and grace that God's given you. You can repent today. God can change your life. Any addiction that you have, He can break. Any problems that you feel like are part of who you are can be changed into a new creation if we're willing to accept what the Word of God says and and repent and walk in the life that He's called us to walk in. And be careful... Not to fall into that same temptation yourself. That means if I see my brother, who's my who's my my fellow believer, who's covered in the blood, and all of a sudden he starts doing something that's not according to God's word, and I should come alongside him and instruct him and tell him, "Hey, guys this isn't this isn't what God wants for our life. God's got better for us. Let's get back over here." But the mistake I don't want to find myself doing is falling into that and going, "Well, he does it, maybe it's okay. We should just, you know, God's just going to love us anyways, and we can just we can walk in that sin anyways. Now we can continue in it because grace abounds and God's going to forgive us and he already paid for it. But he did more than pay for the sin. He paid for the freedom." He paid to release us from that. He paid to take us out of those situations. So we have to find ourselves breaking out of those situations and continuing to influence other people around us to break out of those situations. I can't find myself getting tied up in the same thing my brother's getting tied up just because he serves God and he loves God the same way I do. Well, now he's doing this, let's try it. It's time for us who are godly to gently, humbly get them back on the right path without falling into it ourselves. God did not die so that we can continue in sin. He gave his life and paid for it all so we don't have to. Share each other's burdens. In this way, the law you will be obeying the law of Christ. In this way, we should obey the law of Christ by bearing each other's burdens. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. If I feel like my brother's in so much sin that I can't even be around him because I'm too good for all that. Again, God wrapped himself in flesh and came to a world that was corrupt. And full of sin. And he wasn't worried about getting a little bit of dirt on him. He was worried about reaching and saving every soul that's on earth. And we should be the same way. I should be willing to to walk into a room that might be dark so that I can shine a light. Because my light's not going to be extinguished by the dark. The dark's going to run when it sees my light. We're not too important to tell somebody what Jesus paid for in their life. I can never get to the point where I'm so holy that I can't go talk to a dirty old murderer and tell him Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. The gentleman at my work who told me like, "Oh, you're going to do that." Huh? Before that conversation was over, I looked at him and I said, "Yeah, he's a good God and he loves you, Frank. He loves you. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't just love me." He loves you personally. Even if you're hurt by what you've gone through, even if church has dealt you a bad experience, God paid for it all. Jesus paid for you to walk back in here and reestablish your relationship with Him. He still loves you. He still loves everyone. Despite our wrongdoings, He doesn't punish us according to our sins, but He's abounding in mercy. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. I don't need to focus on the past. I need to focus on the work ahead. I need to focus on what I need to get done. So I'll be satisfied serving the kingdom, serving God, serving my brothers around me. For we are responsible for our own conducts. Christ paid for it. Christ made a way. He made a way for us to enjoy blessings. He made a way for us to get away from living in sin and condemnation. But we're responsible for what we choose. We're responsible for our own conduct. I can make the decision to live in this beautiful grace that God paid for. Or I can make the decision not to acknowledge it, not to accept it, and continue in the curses and the things of this world that we never had to go through, that Jesus made us an escape from. But we're responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the Word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. pastor did an amazing job teaching a, while, a couple of weeks ago about the seed, the God of the seed. And this is exactly, he was talking about that. This What you are reproduces after yourself. Everything reproduces after itself. What you plant. If you plant condemnation in everybody's life around you, that's what you're going to feel. That's what you're going to harvest. If you plant forgiveness and and everlasting life and a new way of life and a new creation and salvation, then that's what you're reaping in your life. If I tell everybody around me, you're going to heaven, I'm going to go to heaven. If I tell everybody around me they're all going to hell, then I'm reaping what I'm putting out. You know, we know that the Bible says to Abraham, "Anyone who blesses you will be blessed, and anyone who curses you will be cursed." But I've, I've realized in the last couple of months, God was really showing me when you curse someone, it's not always just the curse words. <laughs> we call them the curse words, but if you say, "Oh, you're not," it's not just the cursing of the word. You can get, you can curse people all day long and never use one curse word. I can look at that. Well, that guy's going to hell. Look at his life. Look what he's doing. He ain't living for God. God don't love him. Is that not cursing him? That's cursing him. You just put a curse on that person. What I'm not saying is God's got him. That person's going to be okay. They're going to make it to heaven. God paid for it all. Jesus paid so that they can make it to heaven. Why Why are we going to send them to hell? Why am I going to curse them? We're going to harvest what we plant. I want to plant blessings in the children of Israel. I want to plant blessings in Abraham's seed. I want to continue to bless the house of God. Because what I'm planting is what I'm harvesting. If I'm harvesting all the condemnation and fear and judgment in everybody's life around me, then that's what I'm harvesting in my spirit. That's what I feel in my heart. And that's not what God's called us to do. We're here to, to preach... The good news. We're here to tell the lost that they can be found. We're here to tell the people in slavery they can be set free. I'm I'm here to to be the shining light that God has ordained us to be on this earth. But we're not going to be that if we're walking around not realizing what Jesus paid for. He paid for that guy's sin. He paid for him to be able to come here in this church and pray and worship God the way that everybody deserves, the way he deserves to be worshipped. He paid for that. We shouldn't be finding ourselves going against what God paid for. I don't want to tell God that that soul's too expensive for him. (laughs) After he shed all of his blood, nothing's too expensive for Jesus. Nothing's too expensive for what he did for us. He died on a cross in our place so that everyone could have that open relationship with Him. So that everybody can be redeemed, can be set free, can live a life of everlasting hope and salvation. He's a good God. So let's not get tired of doing Oh, I think we missed a slide there. Go back one, will you? Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Those who live that way, who stay in that, that's what they harvest. They harvest death and decay. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. We're all responsible for our own conduct. We can choose today what kind of harvest we're going to bring in. Are we going to bring in a harvest full of strife and anger and fighting? Or are we going to bring in a harvest that's pleasing to God, full of love, joy, peace? Those are our fruit. That's what we should be harvesting. If we're not harvesting that in our life, then that shows we're not planting the right seeds. If I'm not growing in love and joy and peace and happiness in my life, then I might want to look at what kind of seeds I'm spreading around me. Am I speaking hope and joy into everybody around me? Or am I planting seeds of decay and death in their life? Am I telling them, well, you're just not good enough to come to church? And then wondering why I'm going through what I'm going through in my life. Because you're going to harvest what you plant. But if you plant blessings in everybody's life you come across. You're going to harvest the blessings of God. If I continue to tell everybody you're going to make it to heaven. You're going to be saved. I'll never tell anybody they're going to hell. Because I don't want to go to hell. I don't want the one person that I told that they're going to hell. Be the one thing that comes back on me. Because I wasn't forgiven. I want to tell everybody there's a chance. It's up to you. You can change your life today. All it takes is you believing, you accepting God, asking for forgiveness, getting in relationship with Him going. And you take one step towards God. Watch and see if He don't take two towards you. He's always better than we are. So let's not get tired of doing what is right. At just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Let's not get tired when we know what He paid for. Let's not take it lightly what we're doing for His kingdom when we realize what He did for us. I don't want to get frustrated and think, man, i taught Sunday school three times this week. I don't want to teach it again this week. He died on the cross for us. He paid a big price for us. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's find the joy and the peace. Let's let's harvest the love and the joy. Let's plant those seeds around us in everybody's life so that when we need it, when we start to feel wore out and tired, we'll have a harvest of joy and love and peace coming into our life because of what we've been planting in His kingdom. Let's go to First John chapter 1. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. So we go right back to the beginning where we read, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And light shined into the darkness and nothing could could extinguish it. Nothing can stop The light of God shining into people's life around us because Jesus paid it all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. If after everything Jesus did for us, and He paid for all of that, we don't allow Him to affect our lives, and we just claim that we're better, we're living in a lie. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So we talked about Jesus paying it all. If we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with everybody. This is the result of what Christ paid for. We should be living in the light. We should be walking in God's grace and mercy. We should be in fellowship with everyone. Why should we not be in fellowship with everybody? Everybody's been cleansed. God paid for all of it. He paid for every person to be able to come into His presence. And we should be accepting of all of that. So we should have fellowship with everyone. It should be easy to live in light and have fellowship with God when we realize what He paid for. He died on a cross so that we can put our arms around a murderer and tell them that we love them. I, I, I was watching this show. It was off. I, I love these documentaries and crime stuff. I don't know why, but I love it. I should, have, I should have been a lawyer or a cop, I guess. But I was watching this one show, and this, this guy was on the stand, and his brother had been murdered by this lady in a terrible situation, but she was crying, and she felt bad. And the guy got up on the stand, and he said, I want you to know that I love you. I forgive you for what you done. Now, she killed his brother." And he said, "I forgive you." I I, I was watching at home; was almost crying <laughs> over this silly court show. But he said, "I love you because of what you, because of who you are." He said, "I don't care what you've done. I forgive you for that." And there, were, and everybody in the courtroom's crying. You could feel it. it. It was such a God moment because God is that loving. And he was he was explaining it. And then he looked at the the judge and he said, "Can I give her a hug?" And the judge said, "Go ahead." And he got down, he went and he wrapped his arms around the lady who killed his brother. And he hugged her. And they cried together. And it was such a beautiful moment. Me and my wife were sitting there and I looked at her and I'm like, that is God's love. That is a display of love that the church needs to have and offer to this world. I know, I know you hurt some people. You hurt him. I know you I know you did something that was awful. But no matter what, that kid had an understanding that Jesus paid it all. That Jesus already paid for her mistake. And he was able to walk over and wrap his arms around her and show her the love that God had for her. Because he understood what God paid for and what God did. We as believers, as children of God and children of the light... We have to acknowledge that. That's how we should be acting in this church. I don't care if you killed my brother. God can forgive you. God paid for it all. So let's show them the love that will cause them to turn from their life and start living towards spirit-minded life. Start living towards Jesus. We can do that through showing our love. Next slide. If we say we have no sin, we are only (laughs) fooling ourselves (laughs) and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we say we have no sin, we're lying. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us every time of all wickedness. My slide 37 back there. <laughs> That's why I didn't click through it, is because I didn't want to have technical difficulties. And we're still going to have them. But it, it says in verse 10 here. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So if we claim that Jesus just died for nothing, I was good from the beginning, I didn't really need all that, he didn't have to go through all that, I'm good. We're a liar. Jesus knew from the beginning, the foundation of the earth, that he, we were going to need his sacrifice we were going to need His blood in our life. And if we claim we don't need it, we're calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. So we need to acknowledge, yes, we have sinned. Yes, there is sin on this earth. Yes, people are going to walk through those doors who are sinful and are full of sin. And yes, Jesus paid All He paid for all of that and he offers us redemption and salvation and a new life, everlasting life for everyone who turns to him and decides to become his child. So let's not get caught up in what's going on in this world. Let's remember what Jesus paid for. Let's remember that he paid for everything. Let's be loving and accepting. Let's make this the body of Christ that moves in unity. And nobody is not welcome here. Let's make it to where everyone who walks through that door knows Jesus paid for you to be here. Jesus paid for you to have this open relationship with Him. And let's spread the love that God has given us. Let's shine the light that He shined into this world from the beginning. Let's tell people the good message. That God loves them. There's nothing they've done that's ever going to take him out of God's good graces. We're going we're to fear him. We're going we're to we're pay attention to his commandments out of love for him. And what he did for us. I have no problem spending time with Jesus. Because I know that he paid a lot so that I could spend that time with him. And He didn't do it for just us. He did it for the entire world to call all men to Him. So let's continue to spread this message of how Jesus paid it all. You guys pray with me? Let's end in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. I know we know that You paid for everything. I know that this is not a, a message we've heard. This is a message we've heard from old. But we want to acknowledge your sacrifice today God we want people to understand that your blood covers everything that they have the right right now to start a new life with you because of your sacrifice and let's let the body of Christ understand this so we can be accepting of people coming and that we can form unity and bonds and grow and help people have this new life walking in the grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ We worship You and praise You. We thank You for coming and spending time with us and sending Your only Son for us, God. We'll never be able to thank You enough. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all.